0: we have different devotees going to speak about their realizations from this uh, seminar. The first one who is going to speak is Damodar
1: Das. So I was going to um, explore Śrīla Prabhupāda's empowerment. Um, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Reader it says, Krishna Shakti Beena Nahe Without being empowered, one can't preach Krishna consciousness or particularly awaken the faith of others. And we hear one of the symptoms of a great devotee is the ability to inspire others' faith, to awaken their faith. Of course, anyone who's ever preached knows that that is actually quite a rare thing. And yet, in shiva Prabhupada's case, we see that his books, even now, are inspiring people to come to Krishna consciousness. Srila Krishna, Prabhupada remains the vital force of a Krishna consciousness movement. Um, and Srila Prabhupada's own faith in his spiritual master um, is extraordinary. Consider that Srila Prabhupada wasn't, as we heard, the first uh, disciple of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasodhi Thakur uh, to be sent overseas to, to take the mission overseas. Um, the <coughs> difference, perhaps, was they weren't successful and didn't have the same faith that Shri Prabhupada had that um, Lord Chaitanya's mission would be fulfilled. Um, Abhutala Prabhu used to tell her an extraordinary pastime of when Bhagwat first went to India. Not Bhagavad-shri Prabhu, who we might know, but a uh, Big Bhagavad his name was. He was making life members in the 1970s. One of the very first devotees making life members in India. And one time he was accosted on the street by one of Srila Prabhupada's godbrothers who had no idea that Srila Prabhupada had gone overseas. And he had lived with Srila Prabhupada in, in Sitakanta Baniji Lane. Um, at one time Srila Prabhupada's household was there and he accommodated a few members of Gaudiamad. And this godbrother remembered a debate that they'd had as to whether this priti vitajayatanagradigram and the prediction of Bhaktivinoda was merely some kind of poetic license. And Shri Prabhupada was adamant that it was going to happen. And they were thinking, no, this, this must be something... You know, we use terms like Jagad Guru, but sometimes even a little village, you know, that's the Jagad Guru. And Shri Prabhupada was actually uh, very disturbed by the conversation. And this godmother talked about him going downstairs saying, some fool will do it. And then he pops his head back up, not you. <laughs> anyway, so that was a story that... At the temple Prabhupada um, was, when he was translating, uh, he was particularly taken with the purport, Shri Shilap- Vishnu Achakavaditaka's purport to Vyadasahi At And the <coughs> single minded purpose that Shri Vishnu Thakur said is that the disciple takes the order of the spiritual master his life and soul. And we see in Srila Prabhupada's case, at no point did he become discouraged even though he had a lifetime of reversals. I was even thinking when you were talking about the break-in, he lost his typewriter. Actually, his manuscript for the Bhagavad Gita was taken. And I don't know if anyone else has had this experience. Sometimes you lose an hour's work because you didn't save it on your computer. And that's it. Uh, we're completely disturbed and we feel like we lose all heart. Srila Prabhupada at no point, despite the most heavy trials, never swerved, never flinched from his duty. Um, and he expressed that full faith in Markine pagodharma Dharma. Amongst other verses at one point he says, um, Please make my speaking suitable for their understanding. So at no point did Srila Prabhupada feel that he was the one making everything happen. But that faith he had in his spiritual master was the the vital force. And there are so many miracles if we think about the Herculean task Shilaprabha did of producing all of these books. And one of the most astonishing things, it's not just that he awakened the faith of others, um, but he actually awakened the same missionary spirit in others. Devotees who just discovered Krishna consciousness and they were now printing books and opening temples and going to parts of the world that they've never been before, may not even speak the language, and starting Krishna consciousness. I remember I got... Um, the, one of the first books I ever read, I think, was Every Town and Village. My uncle gave me the book. And I remember reading at one point that Srila Prabhupada was on a train with some devotees, and they were talking about opening a centre in Kanpur, and when the train pulled into the Kanpur station, Srila Prabhupada said, I think it might have been Gurudas and Jamudha. You get down here and you open a temple. <laughs> and they did. And one of the reasons I'm exploring that this is empowerment is, if we look at the social development of the Krishna consciousness movement, many of these devotees now in their older ages are struggling materially. So one could ask, how is it that they had the entrepreneurial abilities to build this ISKCON? to go to places and and establish temples and gorgeous temples and extraordinary projects, meet the Beatles, and yet didn't have the capability even just to set themselves up in in material life. Because Srila Prabhupada's empowerment was there. We could even argue that, how is it that Srila Prabhupada took birth in India, which at that time was under British rule, it's so implausible that this little island off of Europe would even have a global empire. It's just the most implausible thing imaginable, really. And yet, if we look at it from the perspective of Lord Krishna moving all the parts on a board, it seems perfectly plausible that he would establish English as a global language, the Prabhupada would be educating that language, spread Krishna continents. and then almost just at the time as America starts to wane, India starts to come up. Perhaps it's not so implausible after all if we understand. Even though it took hundreds of years for Christianity to spread around the world, and of course they didn't have the same technology. Arguably now we have greater technology, connectivity, Facebook, and social media. But somehow or other, Prabhupada, like wildfire, was able to spread Krishna consciousness everywhere. Um, Iskandarathiatra in Calcutta, I believe, is bigger than Puri-rathiatra. It's implausible, it's impossible. I was even thinking how there's a pastime when Srila Prabhupada was installing Radha Ishwara, how the altar began to shake, and there was a big marble. uh, So the way it was, Radha Ishwara were here, there was a marble uh, sort of dais, and Lord Jagannath was on top. And the pillars began to shake, and Srila Prabhupada held it up and somehow protected the whole thing from collapsing. It took about four or five fully grown men to carry that same piece of marble away. who Prabhupada had held that with one hand while he was steadying Lord Krishna as well. Um, so I'm coming to the close here. Um, so Srila Prabhupada not only awakened faith and he still awakens faith but he infused everybody with the spirit of Lord Chaitanya's mission and the empowerment to carry it forth. Perhaps one little... Um, story just if even how in a small way i saw this directly we want we once went to norwich which is a uh, cathedral town or whatever in um, in england it's a little away from everywhere else and it, we it had a very bad reputation that whenever you went there to distribute books the police would throw you out so we got there we were setting up it was about 8:30 in the morning and we put our box of books just somewhere to the side of the street and i looked up the uh, street and some man was walking down with his bike, with a big smile on his face, walked straight up to us, wanted to buy a book, so I saw them a coming back, um, which was a, uh, a book actually in Maharaj had put together Vulsana Prabhupada's quotations on reincarnation, and that was one of the books. So he bought a book and he went on his way, and the very next person that came down the street, also with a big smile on his face, was a policeman who promptly threw us straight out of town. So that was the only book that went out that day in Norwich. And about two months later, Kripa Moiprabhu called me up. He was running the, um, the correspondence service. And he'd got a letter from this man who, sometime in the next few days, his daughter died in a cot death. he said the only thing that actually kept him sane and his family sane was coming back. Um, so we see miracles. The other thing I'd say is that Srila Prabhupada, not only awakens faith and makes his disciples into touchstones, um, but he also sustains the faith, as 've said, how Iskon has weathered so many storms. Just because we've held tightly to shri Prabhupada's instructions, somehow we've, we've come through that. So as such, it's vital that we all remember that the, the voltage, the vital force running through the Krishna Consciousness Movement is the empowerment coming from Srila Prabhupada. If we forget that, if we somehow think that we know something and can take up some form of prominent position ourselves and and consign Srila Prabhupada to some sort of historical role, upstaging him, then Puna Musaka Bhava, we become mice again. We go straight back to uh, go to jail, don't pass go, don't pick up $200. Um, And we saw that those devotees, perhaps at the time in the past, talked of how Ravina Shukru mentioned of the Zomalacharya system, perhaps we, we got severely chastised. And having joined at that time, it's not that Srila Prabhupada was ever consigned to the background, but possibly other devotees forgot the extent to which all the voltage comes from Srila Prabhupada, all the vital force comes from Srila Prabhupada. Um, so our perfection lies in becoming His humble and faithful agents and representatives. Um, not trying to inspire admiration, but simply taking up that mission. Um, If Shri Prabhupada is the soul or the host of the body, then anyone who is almost competing opportunistically within this body, I think the word for that is parasite. So our job is to actually simply become his faithful agent. So those were some of the things that I took from the subject. Thank you.
0: Next, we will invite Peter Shari
2: Hi hey Krishna, everyone. Hi Krishna, Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to speak. Though I'm not qualified at all, specially for this topic, to speak on none other than Vatsala Prabhupada, but I take this as an honor and um, try and speak. Um, I'm a mother to a two-year-old girl, so um, I wouldn't use that word anymore. I used to say it's, it was by misfortune that I could not attend the seminar, but I wouldn't say that, as Gurudev says, that it's a service that I'm rendering to Anaya, trying to raise her as a devotee, so hence I could not attend. Mm, so I wouldn't be able to speak from the seminar itself, but um, I'll try and speak about my realizations of Shara Prabhupada, if, if you allow me. Gurunash. Um, When Shri Krishna Prabhu told me that I have to speak today I was trembling in fear um, thinking what am I going to say? I am not qualified, I know nothing. What am I going to say? And then um, somehow or other by the mercy of um, Guru Maharaj, Gurudev and Srila Prabhupada, I saw this video just in the morning when I woke up. Um, In the video Srila Prabhupada was talking to a French um, priest. And he was talking on the topic of how we should um, shut down all the slaughterhouses. And this priest was trying to argue with Srila Prabhupada saying that, you know, if man is hungry, he said he fails to understand why in India we are not allowed to eat animals. He said if a man is hungry, you know, because man is superior, then the animals, hence we should allow them to eat and fulfill their fill their tummies, fulfill their hunger. And Srila looked at him, straight in his eyes, and he said to him, he said, he explained how we have seven mothers, um, if, if you allow me to explain the seven mothers that we have, the, the original mother, and um, followed by the Guru Patni, the wife of the spiritual master, um, Raja Patni, the wife of the king, um, and then Brahmana Patni, the wife of the priest, um, Dhenu, the cow, and then Tatra, the nurse, and uh, Mother Earth. So these are the seven mothers we have. And Srila Prabhupada explained to the priests that because the cow gives us milk and we drink milk from that cow, hence the cow is our mother. Which religion, which scripture teaches us to kill our mother? Would we kill our mother? And then there's this priest who is sitting there, you can see, see that he's, he's feeling uncomfortable, you know, he's, he's uh, jumping up and down from his seat and um, it, the video wasn't complete so I don't know what was the end of the conversation but Srila Prabhupada made it so simple. Would you kill your mother if you were hungry? I hope the priest understood and he, he tried to you know, absorb what Srila Prabhupada was saying. But as Prabhu said that Srila Prabhupada was so empowered by Lord Chaitanya that he would come down to the level of that person and try to explain, uh, come down to their level and, and, and try to explain in their language why what he is preaching is so strong. If you look at all the pictures, not just one picture, but all the pictures in this room, you can see that Srila Prabhupada is walking. It's, it's so magnanimous, you know, it's, it's, it's a royal, it looks as if a royalty is walking. Why is that? It's not just sheer confidence. The confidence comes because he's empowered. Empowered by the Lord himself to preach the message. You know, uh, then there was another interview where Srila Prabhupada was preaching to one of the Australian barristers. And he was trying to explain how everything belongs to Krishna. He said that the Englishmen came to Australia and claimed Australia to be their land. You know, He said, it's, Australia was always there, you just moved from one country to another and claim it to be yours. It's like father giving something to their children and then brothers fighting among themselves saying, uh, this is mine, this is mine and encroaching upon each other's um, territory. He said, you are the barrister, you would understand this because you defend cases like this in the court. You know, so this is, this is how Srila Prabhupada was trying to preach to various levels of people. Now, if I'm allowed to say this, um, every year, um, all the, you know, as the custom is that uh, the disciples write a Vyasa Puja offering to their spiritual master. Um, my spiritual master, as well as Jayapataka Swami, um, wrote a poem, a song for Srila Prabhupada. Uh, in this was not last year, but the year before. So, in 2013, he wrote a song as an offering to Srila Prabhupada. Um, please forgive me for my bengali it's not good the the song goes by like this uh, jodi na hoyto tabe ki hoyto which means if Prabhupada was not there what would happen think about it you know sometimes we take the temple the shishoda gopinath temple that, that we have it is shri Prabhupada's legacy as as a given you know yes the temple is there we don't feel that it's, 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 it's been empowered, it's, it's something that's been given to us. His Grace Devaki Prabhu explained in his lecture once that you know whatever we get is um, it's like an endowment fund. Now what is endowment fund? It's a fund that we're not entitled to but given to us out of mercy. So similarly, the temple that we have, whatever we on is nothing but Shala Prabhupada's legacy. So coming down to the song that Gurudev wrote, in, the song also goes down uh, in the middle and says, If you were not there, who would have given us the scriptures to understand? Who would have made them so simplified for us to understand? If you weren't there, who would come to the West and preach to the people of the West? If you weren't there, who would teach us about the Yatra, the Aarti, you know, the, the big Yatra festival? Who would teach about all of this? And that's so true in the end, Gurudev finishes it saying, niravadi jayapataka hridaya tomari Sharanakare," which which means that, uh, you know, jayapataka, so he, niravadi, he, he, he surrenders unto the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. Um, so, all I would say is that, uh, like I said, I'm not qualified. We cannot, it's, it's inter- eternally indebted to Srila Prabhupada. You know, we, we can never repay him. But maybe, um, as you all know that in Sydney Yatra, we, we are undergoing a we are taking a very ambitious project of building a temple. As as Gurmaj explained that, um, you know how how a question was asked why why are you married why are you having kids? You know, there's so many on the road. So similarly, we building it's quite an ambitious project. We have a big piece of land. Um, if if it, it goes for all of us, if we haven't if any one of you in the room has not supported this temple, we, we beg to you, please do. I'm sure Vijay Gopikesh Prabhu will be talking to you all about it in, in the later part of the of the program. But think about it. How many times in our in our life would we get an opportunity to build a temple? How many times? You know, the Lakshmi belongs to Narayan. We think it's ours but it doesn't. The first thing probably we can do, like I said, we, we're eternally indebted. There's nothing we can do to give to Srila Prabhupada. Probably the first step we could do is, is, is support this project by Lakshmi, by giving Lakshmi. That's, that's the easiest thing we could do. Yes, the service and other things would follow, but that's the easiest thing we could do. So that's that's one thing, and the other thing is whenever you know we hear from Gurmant. Come all the way. I'm sure he's he's got such a big portfolio. He's a member of the GBC. He's got so many projects under his belt. Yet he's here to support us, support us with the temple. You know, because he's because of the commitment, or because of his his love towards Srila Prabhupada. And even Gurudev says, um, when we take our initiation vows, along with the four regulative principles and the commitment to chant 16 rounds, Gurudev gets us to um, make this another commitment, Uh, just while you leave, he says, just before he's um, giving you the beat bags, sorry, the the beats to chant, he says, uh, will you help me fulfill Srila Prabhupada's mission? You're not given the beads till the time you make that commitment. Yes, I will. So usually, when we hear from Gurmaj you know, you just like a popcorn, you, you pop up so much because of the energy. You feel yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, my rounds are going to be better. If nothing, I'm going to serve in the temple better. And that last, at least in my case, I can't speak for you all, but in my case, that la- that energy lasts for one one week, two weeks, probably at the most one month, and then you go back in your deep slumber. At least I do. You know, everything, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, how are you, what's happening, my shopping list, my that list, my this list. So that, these anathas will always be there, always be there. But if we've learned anything from the seminar, I'm sure we'll try and um, to use that to serve Guru Maharaj, to serve Sila Prabhupada, and uh, try and pay a little bit of that debt. Thank you, thank you. Hari Krishna, thank you. Thank
0: you. One thing, I just—it's all very nice that you are speaking from the heart. But we have a number of speakers, and we have limited number of time, uh, limited span of time. Uh, The time allotted to each one is actually five minutes. So please try to those who are speaking, please uh, stay within that time limit. We already. It's twenty-five past we spend twenty-five minutes. Only two speakers. <laughs> so uh, next we'll uh, request Jarana uh Gopal
3: I knew that I was speaking around five minutes ago, (laughs) so um, I barely have any knowledge, so I don't know how much realization I have, but I'll speak something. Um, When I was listening to your talks for the past two days, um, all I could feel was uh, gratitude for Srila Kaurpada, because when Currently, I'm not living in Sydney, but when I was in Sydney, I, as Yateshwari Mataji said, I was very complacent about there is the temple, there is Prabhupada sitting there. Yes, there's Ayati. I'll go there every Sunday and that's what it is. But when I moved out of Sydney, I understood why Prabhupada established this one. Because of association of devotees and how important that is. And without the lack of association, it was very hard to maintain the same sadhana or the same enthusiasm that you get without the association of devotees. And at that time, taking up a book that Prabhupada has written uh, and reading anything from it, it gave you so much enthusiasm to continue. Every time I was in any trouble, I opened any page of Prabhupada books, he hammers the point. <laughs> as, as you were mentioning that whatever he says, he was telling it exactly for you. So. I felt the same way and I realized that um, this complaint since he's very um, is a lack of maturity on our side. Uh, there's there's a lot of times where I used to think, you know, um associated this these devotees, yes, I don't like this devotee very much, I don't like that devotee very much, maybe I'm not good to the temple today. <laughs> but when the when you start um, getting no association of devotees, you understand the importance of it. And um, in, in my earlier days, um, I actually used to start running away from devotees who distributed books <laughs> because I'm like, I have to take a look, they'll, take, they'll tell me something, or me, they'll pull me into the temple. But when I started reading Prabhupada books, he himself inspired me to become that person who's distributing that book. So Prabhupada books are, um, are a world savior for us, if I can put that. And uh, once I was listening to a talk by His uh, Grace Vijayoga Prabhu, and he was explaining how uh, Nith- uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, preached to all the big time people, and Lord Nityananda Prabhu used to go even to the uh, Sudras and ask them to chant. And then I was thinking how Prabhupada even went to the Western world and preached to my lectures. So, how great is Prabhupada? that He's distributing the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. Um, and finally, um, you were speaking about the GPC and how important it is. And I was thinking that the GPC is like a pillar that we have to protect us from falling away. Uh, I just remember uh, the beautiful Nanaji that my Guru Maharaj gives. He, he speaks about redwood trees, on how they're very tall but they have a strong link between every redwood tree in that forest. So I was thinking how the GBC, the members in the GBC have a strong link within themselves that they have to please Prabhupada by following their instructions. So as long as that link is there, and I can see so wonderfully, as you were mentioning, how the link is very, very strong, that I have no doubt that GBC will definitely help us, take us to Prabhupada as a transparent medium. So, I don't have anything else to say, but I'd like to thank you very much for giving us a talk about year Apart and showing us how grateful we have to be for uh, well, Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Krishna uh, Maharaj, Namo Vishnu Paday, Krishna prasthaya Bhootare Shrimate Jaya Jaya, Swami Nityanamri. Namo Vishnu Krishna Prasthay, Bhootare Shrimate Bhakti Vidanta, Swami Nityanamri. I'm really, I, I feel very fortunate to be here. Uh, I come from a merchant family, and uh, uh, just the uh, thought that uh, somehow Shri Prabhupada has picked me up from that quagmire and uh, brought me to the association of such wonderful devotees and that uh, I'm able to attend a seminar conducted by none other than Srila Prabhupada's favorite spiritual son you. I feel so fortunate I have no words to express myself and for the past few days there have been so many things happening in our lives. Uh, Prabhu has been uh, in Tokyo and uh, he's going back again so I am busy with packing his things and making prasadam for him because uh, he doesn't get anything there. So when I was here, I was so tired that uh, I was not able to concentrate. So, and, uh, so quickly I thought of uh, what I would say and I was going to speak about my Gurudev's poem which Gurudev wrote and Yudeshwari Mataji stole my words. <laughs> <laughs> So, all that I can say is, I am so happy that uh, uh, we are are so fortunate that we have so many wonderful representatives of uh, Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual grandfather, we are so indebted to him, if not for him, as Gurudev wrote, at least I would be just a rascal, so uh, thank you for everything I have no words to express my gratitude. Uh, just one thing which... Uh, 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 I wrote down a few points. I like the analogy that uh, Gurudev gave about uh, ISKCON being the seven-star ocean liner. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one which he said was that Iskon is the road, which, which is the conveyor belt, and we just have to stick on there, and we'll go back to Godhead. So we beg for blessings from Gurudev that we have the... Uh, tenacity to stick on no matter what, whatever problems come. Especially when you come into leadership and when you get into management, there will be lots of problems. So, really need to be very humble and cooperate and uh, carry on. And I just remembered only one thing which uh, His Holiness Bhakti Vinod Maharaj was saying in his uh, last visit here. He was saying how he gets uh, letters from uh, some of the Sri Sampradaya uh, leaders uh, inviting him for uh, their programs to represent Iskan, And uh, he says, How they start their letter by writing Adiyen Sri Ramanuja Dasan. So he says, uh, They are initiated not by Sri Ramanuja Acharya, but by disciples of Sri Ramanuja Acharya, and they start by uh, glorifying the founder Acharya. So he says, so our allegiance is to Srila Prabhupada. So he is the founder of Acharya and we are disciples of his disciples. And so we should be grateful to Srila Prabhupada and uh, love and respect and serve every rep- representative of Srila Prabhupada. So thank you Maharaj, thank you for your blessings and thank you for your help.
0: Next I will request anchor model. Function
5: Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I think it's, it was one of the best seminars that I've attended and i attend very few. So last four sessions have been really uh, insightful and uh, very good. Uh, probably a few people probably say that I never take notes, but this time I was using my phone for the right reason. I was take, taking notes and uh, uh, my wife has taken up my time, so I won't, uh, I won't take uh, much time. So I think uh, one thing that stuck in my mind, and I was thinking last night before going to bed, and I probably slept around 2:33 last night, about the three things which Prabhupada instructed you on, and and they were so profound, they were so, uh, I mean, if you think about it, they're simple, but they're strong, you know, it's about... Uh, how, how you, you know, uh, work together. You know, the love for Prabhupada would be shown by working together and that's collective management that you explained on. Uh, the second thing you mentioned about was never leave Wisconsin. I mean, we always materially think that, uh, you know, if you're working for a company, if they're paying you wages, if there is good environment, why would you leave that company? You would serve, out, serve throughout. So exactly in the spiritual world, you know, it you each and every purpose, you know, materially, physically, you know, your spiritual, everything is being served by them, why would you leave? You know, that that thought still stuck, and I'm still thinking about it as to, you know, uh, why should one have a reason to leave? Uh, the third thing was about uh, GBC, the ultimate authority, you know, quite quite a few people, they think, I mean, I'm talking about materially and spiritually, they think we don't need any authority or my Guru Maharaj is only my authority or guru Devi is only my authority, but, you know, ultimately GBC is the authority, you work within those boundaries, you work within those uh, policies, so i think the uh, and my whole emphasis was those three points and and how Śrīla prabhupada you know instructed you and and you telling us those three things and i'm sure someone else would have uh, stu- stuck onto those points and uh, is still pondering upon uh, you know th- upon those three points uh about Śrīla prabhupada's mercy i mean uh, he sent uh, i'm sure it's because of his mercy that you're here and you're sharing his uh, personal uh, realizations. I felt while you were telling about uh, you know the first class compartment story, I was just moving a little bit of more blanket and sitting right next to you, listening. So that's how I felt. So, you know, uh, thank you for all those realizations and thank you for all the analogies. And I uh, I apologize if I'm picking your brain while I'm driving you. That was the whole reason that I'm driving you there. <laughs> I get more time, I get to spend more time with you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna. Thank
0: you so much.
6: Already said by my by the previous speakers. Um, a couple of things that have been uh, that struck me, or uh, from yesterday, were um, as you narrate your experiences about Srila I could I could actually visualise those events in front of my eyes, and um, especially when you narrated the first your your first meeting with Prabhupada, I could. Um, I, I could just feel the apprehension, the awe, the reverence that you would have felt when you were literally pushed into that room. Um, I also um, felt the, the pain that you felt when you uh, saw how much trouble Srila Prabhupada had taken to establish this organization for us and how I take everything for granted never think uh, twice about the fact that if I travel there is an Iskahn temple and I I, I actually get prasadam to eat without even thinking of where to go for prasadam, there are devotees all around, there is fantastic literature where uh, uh, Prabhupada's books where I find answers to questions and so on. So all these things are uh, given to me and I've been taking them for granted and Srila Prabhupada struggled so much to give these things to us. Um, I hope uh, going forward, i I'd be more will be more careful. Um, the uh, the other thing that um, struck me was the three instructions that you've been following in your life. About GBC being the ultimate authority, about uh, never leaving ISKCON no matter what happened, and um, Srila Prabhupada's quote, which said that um, if you love me, then uh, show me your cooperation by, uh, show me your love by cooperating with each other. Um, On this uh, and, and also um, uh, some of the points you made yesterday was that Srila Prabhupada's teachings are so complete in themselves that there is no need to concoct anything there's no need to interpret anything there's no need to um, actually there's no need for any improvisation they're wholesome they're complete in themselves so if we act according to these instructions uh, only then we'll be able to we will be able to sincerely cooperate with each other for the benefit of everyone and for benefit of uh, the entire society in general so my prayers to you uh, Gurudev please bless me please bless my husband that both of us we are able to serve uh, Shula Prabhupada's mission and you and um, the temple here as best as possible thank you very much
0: what, what can
6: be? <laughs> <laughs> my family yes <laughs> thank you Guru
0: Next is yes, Hare Krishna.
7: Over the past few seminar sessions, I've had a few realizations, which for me has served to strengthen my commitment and relationship with Srila Prabhupada. I hope at least some of what I say today can do the same for you. Thank you in advance for your tolerance of what I'm going to say. It is from my own realization, and I hope it does not disrespect or offend any of you. One of the primary lessons I have learned is the need to glorify Śrīla Prabhupāda. It is something we shouldn't just do, but actually something we depend on. Krishna consciousness actually means Prabhupāda consciousness, to be conscious of Śrīla Prabhupāda. I have witnessed many a time on how where recognition is not given to Śrīla Prabhupāda, one's efforts go in vain, but conversely treasure and value the greatness of such an acharya and you will definitely achieve wonderful things, and that too in abundance. Simple proof are our dearest spiritual masters and disciples of Sri Prabhupada. Absolute complete conviction and faith in Sri Prabhupada. A friend once told me as an example, picture this, let's say that now you receive a message or phone call that Srila Prabhupada was to be here physically on this planet, say on Wednesday and that he would be here for only 10 minutes starting at say 6 p.m. He's going to hold a program in the Shishi Krishna Balaram Mandir. Now how would you feel? By a show of hands, who would be on the next flight to Vrindavan? Wouldn't you just all be doing everything in your power to go? You had abandoned everything just for this experience. Nothing would take priority. And consider how it would be in Vrindavan. You would also do anything just for a glimpse of Sri Prabhupada in what would be a completely packed, bursting temple room with basically every devotee of the world and more. Not just the temple room, the whole city would be swarmed. The reception, the garlands, the kirtan, Sri Prabhupada's words, the mood and atmosphere, everything would be surcharged and electric. Even if you knew you would not be able to see Sri Prabhupada, just being in the presence of His Divine Grace and His dearest, um, would be worth it. Does everyone agree? So we all, whether we admit it or not, have this deep inherent love for Sri Prabhupada by the most miraculous good fortune. And we need to continue cultivating it. This fortune is only ours because of our seniors, like Gumraj. And how is that done? Through the institution. Now Sri Prabhupada, he's actually here with us. As a famous v- phrase goes, he lives forever. Sri Prabhupada is here in this very room, in his books, and in every single his temple. I think that we should sincerely endeavor to cultivate this mood. Converse with Sri Prabhupada daily. Seek guidance and help. Increase these feelings of dependence. My thoughts, currently of the Prabhupada disciples in the world, or at least the ones of which I've heard from, is this feeling that... It is as if they are completely frozen in the Prabhupada years. Whatever they have done, be it even having a moment's association with this Divine Grace, it's almost as if they are always stuck in the moment. They are all living the dream, as they say, on a daily basis. They speak about Shri Prabhupada and His pastimes as if they are happening in the present. This is one, or if not the main reason, behind why they are so successful. It's no secret you will be empowered. So I am endeavouring to cherish my Krishna consciousness by trying to develop the Srila Prabhupada mentality, as so many of the greats of our era have advised. And for such a simple realisation, talking from personal experience, I feel I am being awarded rather undeservedly. Such is Srila Prabhupada's greatness. So much in just taking that step towards Srila Prabhupada. Actually, Shri Prabhupada just himself is sufficient to take one back home, back to Godhead. One may not be familiar with philosophy or the rules and regulations, etc. But attachment to the lotus feet of Shri Prabhupada is sufficient. As he even said, remember Krishna at the time of death. Or I can say, remember Shri Prabhupada at the time of death. And he, Shri Prabhupada, will personally come to take you back to Krishna. Maybe something like this. Oh, Krishna, this boy was so mischievous. I couldn't actually tolerate him. He could never get anything right, a complete useless. But for some reason, he was so attached to me. For that, please accept him. That's not to say that we shouldn't, shouldn't endeavor for higher standards, nor do I possess such attachment. But I'm just making the point on how exalted and great such a personality is. I was once considering What makes an exalted devotee exalted? How do you start? As I delve deeper into the thought, it occurred to me that actually no one has made any progress or gotten anywhere, especially in their spiritual lives, without mercy. Just trace back the disciplic succession or even devotees that you may look up to today. So how to acquire the special mercy? You have to, of course, act favorably. The personality providing the mercy should be pleased. One's greatest source of mercy then is the spiritual master. Actually, all mercy is received only through the sanction of the spiritual master, even if it may come from someone in a position apparently higher than the spiritual master. Consider the mercy that Sri Prabhupada has already given us. Where would you be today without Sri Prabhupada? It's often asked, but just imagine. Or the converse, think how much you have, because of Srila Prabhupada. I quote in a lecture given by a senior disciple of Srila Prabhupada, and I know many of you have heard a similar instruction along these lines, quote, just give this one life to Krishna, unquote. In 1972 in Los Angeles, Srila Prabhupada continues how we have all been through millions and millions of lives. We have heard everything, we have seen everything, we have tasted everything. There is nothing new under the sun we haven't experienced. Therefore, just give this one life to Krishna, just this one very life, and finish up your business. Shri Prabhupada motions as if he's dusting his hands. So finish up your business and go back home, back to Godhead. In the room were just a bunch of 20 to 30 year olds, perhaps some exceptions. So this one life actually doesn't even mean whatever you have done up to now but it means from this point on. This colossal ship that Sri Prabhupada is sailing is going to keep moving whether you're on it or not, but it would be wise to stay on board, or on this automatic conveyor belt that Guru was talking about. I therefore am urging you all to now join and seriously help the mission of Sri Prabhupada. Do what it takes, think out the box, go out and be bold. Experience the discomfort of doing something for this movement. Set your priorities right. Feel the pressure. Push yourself. Work cooperatively. Don't just be selfish and go on with your own life and simply feed off what these senior devotees have done for us. Any, stu- any struggles you may have are ultimately temporary. Don't be afraid. Aim lofty and pursue this mission wholeheartedly. Sri Prabhupada did all of this at the age of 17. Really, what excuse do we have? In previous times, devotees are going to continents alone, just with nothing but complete love and trust for Srila Prabhupada. What more do you seek? Live your life with the simple thought of returning one day, be it at the end of this life or even hundred lifetimes from now. Live your life with the simple thought of returning one day into the loving embrace of Srila Prabhupada. Imagine that. What more would you ever want? Thereafter, no problem. If Srila Prabhupada wants to introduce you to Krishna, that's okay. If if Srila Prabhupada sends you to hell, no problem. But continue to live for that day after day. Just keep coming back for that embrace. Whatever your case, however many lifetimes it will be, Srila Prabhupada will be your only saviour. I'm not asking you to abandon your duties, abandon your possessions, your relationships, your work. But what I'm reminding you is to have perspective. Accumulate all your thoughts and actions and collect them and act appropriately, simply for the pleasure of Srila Prabhupada. Voluntarily shoulder some responsibility. Srila Prabhupada doesn't really need you. You need Srila Prabhupada. In all my few years, I can lay my body on the line and say with 150% confidence that in life's biggest test, Srila Prabhupada will take care of you. Actually, in any circumstance, Srila Prabhupada will take care. Have the confidence to make an endeavor. You will be empowered by the mercy and blessings of our whole parampara. Srila Prabhupada states, as recently published in the book Gurmath has given all of you. Quote, if we strictly try to serve the spiritual master, his order, then Krishna will give us all facilities. That is the secret." Unquote. The commentary continues by His Grace Rabindra Swarapur. By his will, Prabhupada has made us his heirs. He imparts as his legacy the instructions that, if accepted, transfers us, transfers to us the same potency to deliver people to the shelter of Krishna's feet. So step out of your comfort zone. Um, This is me speaking, sorry, so unquote. So step out of your comfort zone and move forward with a progressive attitude. Do not fear, we'll all make mistakes. We will seemingly incur losses, but put yourself out there. It will take discipline, it will take hard work, it will take your very soul, but that's exactly what you want. Another final moment, just building on from my other mentioned points that I would like to share with you today, is just from experience. In many of our local yatras, I had the feeling that the community would be so much more if Srila Prabhupada was of greater focus. This was a few years back, and as I thought and lamented in such a way, I had become aware of a program of two senior disciples of Srila Prabhupada who were going to hold a Shula Prabhupada Qatar at the temple. I tell you, it was such a wonderful experience. Both, so, both spoke so eloquently about Srila Prabhupada that I felt completely in and amongst the adventures of the pastimes. I felt completely at ease. This just confirmed to me how much I need Srila Prabhupada. It's amazing what such sessions do to you. Even this morning and now as Guam was talking, it had a similar effect on me. I've since become addicted to Shri Prabhupada memories, listening to it on my iPod. So take advantage of such devotees. You need Shri Prabhupada, and Shri Prabhupada is welcoming you with open arms. Today is more than just reaffirming our attachment for Shri Prabhupada. So many wonderful things follow when we do so. Shri Prabhupada is the basis of everything. Our journey back home, Back to Godhead begins and ends with Shri Prabhupada. But then again, it doesn't really end. A journey with Shri Prabhupada means you are already at the destination. So thank you, Shri Prabhupada, for absolutely everything. You have given me purpose to my life. I only desire to serve you. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.
0: Wonderful, yes thank you very much. Next is Tulsi (laughs) Bakri, very
8: Thank you so much Mara, for the past two days. Um, it's really weird that I, a few days ago I was actually thinking about what I can do for the movement and I felt Probe has done so much for us and I still felt like I, I didn't have, I wasn't appreciating him enough and this past few days allowed me to have a little bit more appreciation for him so thank you so much. Um, As you said, I really like the point you said about the mountain, where when we're so close to the mountain, we cannot recognize the greatness. Um, And as soon as you go further away, you can see how beautiful and how great the mountain is. Although I haven't had a chance to um, associate with Prabhupada as you, you, but um, I can see how amazing he is through your example and through so many amazing disciples of his. and it makes me feel like this movement is the way. It's it's it. What it, the the process works because I see how how everybody's so loving and humble, and it allows me to it makes me give gives me happiness that this is a movement that's gonna it's gonna get me far. Um, also, um, it was a bit of a scary moment when you said that um, the program outside will not be here anymore, like, it's gonna be a moment when they're not gonna be here and that really, really upset me as well at the same time. Made me feel, so what, what can I do, what can I do for this one? Because you you said, we're the future. Um, I remember Demo Mitrozami writing to me and said that, Tulsi, I don't want you to be an ordinary devotee, I want you to be extraordinary. I don't know how to do that, so um, hopefully through your guidance and through his and my, my guru and I guidance, I can do something for ISKCON because the last thing I want is when I die, Prabhupada asking me, what did you do for ISKCON, and I can, um, what do I say? So, um, it just gives me a lot of gratitude towards Prabhupada and I, I feel like I want to actually do something for him. Um, and again, it was mentioned, your three instructions that should have brought up, going to you. Um, I really, really want to invite that in my heart, especially um, that GBC is the ultimate authority. Um, I take that for granted. I, I, I feel sometimes I in my mind, like, so what is GBC? I don't know much about it. How do I serve? But Prabhupada's has made this GBC and it's for a reason. And I want to be part of any, any, I can, any, any way I can serve, I just want to be part of it. Um, uh, and I remember you mentioned about the books, the books, it's, it's the basis. Um, I remember when I was five years old and we weren't part of the then, but devotees the used to come to our house to do and give us simply wonderfuls. And used to give us Chanted Be Happy. Um, and at that time, I think my parents used to just put the book on top of a fridge um, and my right with shelf. And I used to, as a young girl, I used to just jump up into a chair and look what's on top of the fridge. And I, I see the Chanted Be Happy book, not knowing who Prabhupada is, but there's a picture of him behind. And I used to always think, oh, he's so wonderful, he's I mean, he's looking at me. He's like my grandfather. He's so he's so sweet and compassionate, compassionate. Not knowing who he is, and then four years later, we have we have a part of Pandavasayana and a part of Iskandar. So he, his books are the basis, and that's that. I feel that is the way I can serve him by just reading his books and doing Narsi Sankirtan. So thank you so much again for the past few days. It was really really amazing, and having association is so sweet.
0: Thank you to the and
9: Krishna. Next is Brigand, <laughs> Das Brahmacharya. <laughs> Krishna, 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 I feel like after all those speeches, my, whatever I've written down is really, really childish and really not mature at all. But you know, just uh, I, I don't know. So, so, I've been reflecting on what you said yesterday about the institutionalization of an organization like ISCO and its role, and mainly the role of the GBC in f- taking this movement forward to achieve its goal. And because my mind is very contaminated, I immediately drew analogies with with what you were saying to J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter. And Harry Potter, of course, is a book about a magical world that's very different to our, like our world as we know it before we get into Krishna consciousness. And so there are two types of institutions there. There is a Ministry of Magic which is a bit like the government and there is one head appointed, elected by the members. And there is also an institution called the Order of the Phoenix, which is a committee of members and there is no head. It's it's a bit like, yeah. So and then there's also an evil dark wizard who really wants to just take over the world and wants to knock the ministry over. So at one point, when all the, the everyone's having fun, you know, they get a message saying the ministry has fallen, the minister is dead. They are coming, and once the minister's fallen, once the Dark Lord's you know knocked over, the one minister that takes over there is absolute chaos. And in the end, we see that the Order of the Phoenix, who doesn't have that one leader, is able to take over and finally destroy the Dark Lord. So. Um, I, although I don't think J.K. Rowling was trying to glorify Prabhupada than his, you know, you know, thing to make the GBC, and, But I can, you can draw heaps of analogies and similarities between the two. Um, so that electing one Acharya as the head is similar to the one leader of the ministry and that if he falls, taking over by the Dark Lord, you know, Dark Lord can be Maya, and so if you have spiritual difficulties, and if you knock that one leader over, then you're leaving your organization under massive chaos. There's a lot of things that they need to go through. As, Maharaj, you know, you mentioned your in your example of the Gaudiya mind. On the other hand, the Order of the Phoenix, you know, they won, they managed to defeat the Dark Lord because of collective management. It wasn't like, although yes, there were losses, you know, People were taken out of their the teams, but it wasn't that like because that one person was taken out, they just collapsed. No. They had other members, and because the members bonded together and collectively managed it, you know, they were able to take over. And that's that's exactly like what the GBC does, and that's exactly what Prabhupada has given us. And instead of you know collapsing under the GBC, what collective management does give us is the ability to rebuild and in fact expand further than what we used to have before and if you just look at it from a harry perspective you know it's just another story but really if you're given a problem that you know you have this organization and how would you manage it with leaders that, that are going to come and go oh well, Prabhupada and sorry bhakti um sorry yes bhakti suttanta sarsanthi his vision and his ability to think up a perfect solution to this problem you know, it's 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 great. It's so great that he's he has been able to think up this solution that you know no one else would otherwise be able to think of another solution like that. Even our government, like Maharaj said, it, it, the democracy we have one leader, and if you knock the leader over, then again we have chaos. And just as Bhakti Siddhanta Dasar Goswami is glorious, so is how glorious is Prabhupada that. He, he didn't just take it up, He trained His disciples and made sure that it's implemented and it's implemented well. And then how glorious are Prabhupada's disciples that in the face of so many difficulties they stuck to Prabhupada's instructions and never wavered because of their unflinching faith in His words and His plan of the collective management. Now the GBC is centered around Prabhupada's instruction and the GBC will always be centered around Prabhupada's instructions Prabhupada is the shikshakuru Guru of um, the members of the GBC, but Prabhupada is also the Shiksha Guru of everyone here, and he will always be the Shiksha Guru of everyone who joins ISKCON. And a few thousand years from now, you may have to look up you know, a sort of logbook that contains a precise history of the way the knowledge has been passed down. But the one thing that will be constant, that will be available for everyone to see, is that Srila Prabhupada is the founder Acharya of our movement, of ISKCON. and. He he knew that the position of the Founder Acharya is not just another guru, it's a Founder Acharya, it's something significant, he's a pioneer of something great. And that's why, like Maharaj said yesterday about the story, that he wanted to make sure that his name was written as the Founder Acharya, not because he had any ego or self pride. it's because he wanted people to know about his position and what it means to the movement. So, Srila Prabhupada is really the founder, Acharya of ISKCON and it's a great position. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thank, you, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Meena.
0: Next is Satya Maharani.
10: Thank you Guru Maharaj. Um, well, you still painted such a lovely picture of how we will rush off to Vrindavan and be chuffed up and so excited but I first want to mention how bleak it would be if Srila Prabhupada weren't here and hadn't done what he has done. So I I was always a seeker and um, when I left school I had the the question that Tolstoy sums up very well. How should we live? and what shall we do? And I didn't know what to do with my life, so I thought well, I'll study philosophy, that must be a way to understand why we're here, who created all this. So the first thing we studied in philosophy was, does God exist? And they said, God is all good, God, um, uh, but there's evil in the world, and therefore there's no God. So that, that was very disappointing. Then we studied um, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, and he said God is dead. (laughs) And then there was Jean Paul Sartre, and he said, Look, the God is just too difficult a subject; we really don't know. So we'll park the notion of God, and we'll get into being and nothingness. So at the end of my philosophy degree, I was actually quite depressed because I hadn't found anything. So, I started to read quite voraciously and came across Bhagavad Gita and eventually became a Hindu. And that was fantastic for a while. I learned all about karma, reincarnation, the gunas, and all those sort of things. And it was, it was great. It, you know, you, you can get onto the sattvic platform and that sort of thing. But at, at some point, I had a spiritual crisis. And it, it was devastating because actually, um, what was on offer with the Hindu religion was quite confusing. Nobody really seemed to know what was going on. There were many, many gurus in different lineages, and they're all were saying the same thing. You know, merge into the nothingness, become one, or the form takes you to the formless. And, you know, there are lots of... You could be worshipping Shiva, you could be worshipping Ganesh, and that'll eventually all take you to the, the one. But who was this one? And I, I, I just couldn't... Cope with there being this like void. It didn't make any sense to me, and um, I think and I, and it, you know the darkness of a spiritual crisis when all the religions that are on offer is not really answering anything is quite a painful thing. You know, Christianity and the Muslim religion didn't really have any substance for me personally. So there was Hinduism, and now I'd reached the end of that point. And where to go? So fortunately in my life, there was a Vaishnava, and that was my cousin Nuduranga, and he said, we started talking, and he eventually said, read Bhagavatam. So I read Bhagavatam and Srila Prabhupada came into my life. Um, So I think the difference that Srila Prabhupada has made for our lives is that he has so clearly said, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna is a person. And we need to serve Krishna and love Krishna. And I mean it's just so simple. So I'm eternally grateful to Srila Prabhupada. I know we've all come probably from the general Hindu tradition, many of us have. And even in, you know, with that in Kali Yuga it's been so degraded and so sort of confused and now we've got the light, the shining light of Srila Prabhupada and um, so I, I can't really, th- you know, thank, thank him enough for what he's done for the Earth planet at this time. Um, also, just to mention quickly um, his vision to make the GBC, the governing body. Um, it's, you can look at it like a, it's a, a corporation. Corporations last a lot longer than a, a family business with one owner. Um, The corporation is quite strong and there are many, many people that are consulted. But the difference between a corporation which is a business and what Srila Prabhupada is doing is that his is a spiritual model and that he has his guru and his the Parampara and Krishna blessing us. So I really feel very confident that with the GBC there and all our gurus, we will do what was predicted. bring the
0: holy name to every town and every village. Thank you very much. Thank you, Satya Maharani. Next is Vijay Obikinsh Prabhu.
11: Hi, Vishna. Thank you very much, Maharaj, for presenting this seminar. I attended three of the four seminars as sessions. And I must say it's uh, worthwhile, my flying all the way from Tokyo to come here. (laughs) It's a a great reward and very grateful to you for presenting your Prabhupada. And it's helped us to focus back on what we are doing. Even though we may be ostensibly engaged in devotional service, but many times I question the motive behind that. Externally, I may tick all the boxes and say yes, you are chanting, yes, you are following, yes, you are doing this. But your seminar makes me look deeper inside and see, is there any other hidden motive there? And uh, like other devotees mentioned, the three instructions you talked about are the cooperation, staying within this car, and following the GDC. On this cooperation point, I have been struggling with that a lot because as you know, when you are given little responsibility of managing a small uh, yatra, uh, not that I am managing alone, but collectively, there are so many disagreements and uh, so many different ideas. And we often wonder, which is right? What is right? What is the right way to do? So now, this seminar has reinforced that real test is, is it pleasing to Śrīla Prabhupāda? What will please Śrīla Prabhupāda most? And if I have the courage to say that that other alternative is more pleasing to Prabhupada, then that is the service I should be doing. And not doing any service I feel like and saying that everyone should cooperate with me, then I am not Prabhupada centred anymore. Even though I am externally doing devotional service. So this has been a very great uh, 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 realization for me. And uh, when we are acting in a role where we are responsible for other devotees, my Guru Maharaj always uh, (coughs) points out, when you take on responsibility, every action of yours has a big effect on so many devotees. So you should be very careful what you say and what you do. And that's such a big responsibility. But with your guidance, you are feeling so happy that we have a Prabhupada to guide us. It is not so bleak or not so difficult if we stick to Prabhupada's instructions. So, I feel that therefore, if we have faith in Prabhupada's instructions, then that will what will take us through. It's not enough to follow instructions, we should also have faith in instructions. Because if we don't have faith in instructions, then naturally we start thinking of alternatives. Just like yesterday you are touching on the rhythmic confusion, the rhythmic is they there confused. When I meet some of those devotees, my only question to them is this philosophy has come as a knee-jerk reaction to, with the idea that Prabhupada's disciples are not qualified. So, my only question to them is if you think Prabhupada is so great, can you not make one disciple who is qualified? Why, where is the answer to that? I have not found any, I am not a big philosopher, but I have not found one person answer to that question. If Prabhupada is so great, we all agree to that, then how come he didn't produce one disciple who is qualified? So, why are we doubting Prabhupada's disciples? Why are we doubting Prabhupada's system of GBC? Why are we dist- doubting Prabhupada's ISKCON? And why are we dis- doubting Prabhupada's is established? And we in Sydney we are very fortunate because Sydney and Melbourne are the only two cities, as far as I know, where Srila Prabhupada established deities in all of Australia. And that is so priceless. This will be remembered for 10,000 years. So Radha Gopinath is not here as a mere another temple to ring a bell and then go in and go out. No, these are Prabhupada's deities. He personally brought them with him on the flight. They came first time, you know, that they went back because address had changed. Radha Gopinath didn't want to come. And Prabhupada came, they came. So in one sense, Krishna is Supreme Personality Godhead, but for us, Chila Prabhupada is the guide to Krishna, is the a, is a link to Krishna. So if we forget that, and if we do our own activities in the name of devotional service, we are only creating a disturbance. Even though externally we are doing service, but actually we are doing disturbance. So it's very important, my humble request, I'm not perfect by any means. So if you see any of us, is uh, there. on his behalf I will speak, we we'll have discussed this point, that if you see any of us who are managing this Yatra, if you are doing something different from proper instruction, please do come and tell us. I am happy, we are happy to take that instruction and take on board, but I am also requesting all the devotees, please you also examine, are we following the proper instruction or are we having some other motive? If we can do that sincerely, I am confident by Shla Prabhupada's blessing that every town and village will become a reality and will not just be Indian Society for Krishna Consciousness but will be truly International Society for Krishna Consciousness as established by Shala Prabhupada. Thank you Guru Mahesh. very grateful to you and also want to mention that I am very grateful to your disciples as well who are working very, very hard, very selflessly serving every one of your disciples very grateful to them for all the help. And thank you for inspiring all of us. so yeah. ki. Thank
10: you.